0: You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to
1: God's Word. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Well, hey, gals. Today, we are going to be joined by a very special friend of mine, and I think by the time we're done with this podcast, she's going to be a friend of yours, too. You're just going to want to go, oh. Who was this gal? So today, Rita DeBanco is going to be on. And I always tell my guests as they come on, like I think about and I pray about the things that I think we're going to talk about. And then we chat a little bit before she's been praying about this. I've been praying about this. And then we just see what the Lord does with it. And sometimes it just goes in different directions. But I'm really excited for you kind of to hear from Rita and ultimately just to hear more about the Lord, because that's really what we're all about. So Rita, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, fun little fact before we get into, I'm going to have Rita say who she is and give you some background, but you gals remember I used to record in my closet. Okay. I'm now recording in my office, which we're in the process of getting sound paneled and all that kind of fun stuff. But when I was in my closet, it was always a little bit of a trick because I didn't have a power cord in my closet. And one time Rita heard me say something like, I mean, I just really, I wanted an outlet in the worst way, gals. I just wanted an outlet so I didn't have to go get the giant extension cord and plug it in like in my bathroom and run it all the way through the closet. You know, I know first world problems here. And Rita said, oh, my husband Mike's an electrician. He could help you with that. And so Rita and Mike came to my house one day and Mike, he's crazy, crazy he good crazy. at this. And amazing. He- I mean, it was like 30 minutes and he was right. done and I had an outlet in my closet and he made my podcast life so much easier. He did, oh, he did. Oh, it was amazing, it was amazing. <laughs> so Rita, tell us about who you are, tell us who you're married, got kiddos, yeah. how long you've been an Athey, just give us a little summary on Rita.
0: Okay, so I'm married to Mike. Mike and I've been married 38 years. Mm. We have three kids, two of which are married and I have four grandchildren and the fifth is on its way. Wow. We're waiting for a little boy in April. And then I have my youngest is still at home and she attends ATHE with us. And we've been at ATHE 13 amazing years. Mm. Yeah. So, so thankful to be at ATHE. We love the word. We love Pastor Brett. We love the amazing fellowship that we have at ATHE. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I am mm-hmm. trying to think. I guess I didn't really get to know you though until women's ministry. And that's funny because yes. we've been at the church for a really long time but yes well I remember you way back at the uh,
0: warehouse because my daughter Sam was in a play and Chris oh, was yes. he was like the centurion, centurion in the Christmas something. play or yeah, something yeah, yep. yeah and Sam was in it with him and then you were directing
1: I didn't direct.
0: Or something. You I were was doing probably something. just around
1: doing something. Because yeah. that was
0: back when I was doing weddings and stuff. Ma- yeah. So but I just, just remember I you. Yeah. So that, <laughs> I think that was probably the first time I. I was I, probably
1: raining in kids probably, probably at that time probably, too. Probably. Yeah. Probably yeah. figuring yeah. out which yeah. of my children were where. It's a long time ago. <laughs> well, I asked Rita to come on because you guys might remember, I don't even know how many podcasts ago, I guess. They all run together sometimes. But I have shared about Rita when y'all didn't know I was sharing about Rita at times. And what was so amazing is that people, that were very familiar with Rita and kind of some of the recent things that she's been going through. They actually came up to me after that episode and said, you were talking about Rita, weren't you? And when that came up particularly was when I was talking about going through times of suffering, times that are difficult and in the choices that you make, how are you going to serve the Lord in that season? And Rita and I hadn't been able to sit down and really talk much about at the time she was really going through it, but the Lord was using her even then, you know, and the way that her response to going through difficult times was, oh, God is so good. And she kept saying that every time I did run into Rita, she would always say, oh, God is so good. And so it it was just, She has, I guess, just blessed and spoken, I think, to so many about the goodness of the Lord. And so you guys know that we've done some episodes even on telling your story and testimony and things like this, things that I do love. Sometimes people think, like, no, Amy, you don't. No, no, no. I do love story and testimony when they tell about the Lord, because that's what our stories and testimonies do. I recently was listening to someone bring up 2 Timothy 1 8, where it tells us, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony. And, and, and it's talk and there's other places that we are not to be ashamed of the testimony, but they kind of stopped the verse right there. And if you read the rest of that verse, it says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Mm-hmm. And then it, it talks about, some of the sufferings and the things that Paul was going through, but that our testimonies and our stories should reflect what the Lord has done. And so I'm not trying to make her feel enormously uncomfortable. She's actually been very just great and peaceful about how she has even approached this whole thing because I am sort of putting her on a, I guess, a scheduled spot. But still, I'm putting her behind a microphone to share about this because I think she particularly just portrays the ways in which the Lord really shows up in our times of struggle and suffering and all of those. So, Rita, why don't you go ahead and walk us through a little bit of what your journey's been like for the last year, and then we'll kind of unpack some of it, but let's just start with that. So yeah, so in June, I was diagnosed with breast cancer.
0: And it was interesting because for about the last year, I can't really explain how or I guess how, but the Lord has been preparing me for something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was, but I just knew that something was coming. And so when... I got the diagnosis when I got off the phone with my doctor and she told me that I had, it's called invasive ductal carcinoma. So it was breast cancer. I honestly can tell you that I had this amazing Peace, And it's that scripture that says that peace that passes all understanding. And the only way I can explain that was complete supernatural. And when I got off the phone with her, I literally out loud, I said, Lord, I need something directly from you. And. And he is so good. In the years past, when my kids were little, I homeschooled for 10 years. And one of the most important parts of our day was the first part where we memorized scripture. And so the Lord reminded me of two different passages. The first one was Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. And it says, "'Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine.'" When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And what I saw there, it was not if you walk, but it's when you walk. And so I knew that the Lord had me and I knew that he was going to have me. And then the second passage that he led me to was Isaiah 41, 10 and 13, and it said, "'Fear not, for I am with you. "'Be not dismayed, for I am your God. "'I will strengthen you, and I will help you.'" I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, for I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. So with this one, it was like he kept saying to me, I am with you. I am your God. I will help you. Fear not, I will hold your right hand. And so... It was at that point that it was like, Lord, I know that you have me. I didn't know what my future held. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know if I was what what this journey was going to look like, but all I knew was that he had me. And so that's what I held on to the whole time, the whole time through this journey. Mhm.
1: The thing, you know, I know many people will be listening to this and they will have either been through a similar story. You know, there's so many are affected by health of a range of issues, right? It could be cancer. It could be specifically breast cancer. It could be a different type of cancer. It could be another health complication. But one of the things that I think is so neat about your story and seeing other people People that go through trials with the Lord, that being the the main point right there, is that it kind of doesn't matter what the issue is it's really what we're going to do when when like you said when we go through those moments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and when, before this when we were talking about that a little bit i do want to like just pause on that cuz there will be gals that will be listening to this that will be in this moment right now they're actually going to a chemo appointment on mm-hmm. uh, they're listening to this driving on the way and they're probably heading to that into that appointment or they're they just got some of that news there's that but then there's also the gals that they're not there but should we should we read that Isaiah verse again? I mean, it, it says when you pass through the waters. So, gals, we're going to pass through the waters. Yeah. We're going to. They'll look different. The waters might be of very different heights and different types of turbulence and all that kind of stuff, but we're going to pass through them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I loved that you have said is that the Lord was kind of preparing you, mm-hmm. e- even going into that. So if I could just get really practical and say, what was your time with the Lord, what did that look like in this last year leading up to that? Was it any different than it had ever been? What did that look like for you?
0: So I think for me, my time with the Lord is very purposeful. It's very, I like, just depending on where I'm at, what I'm doing. I mean, all of the different Bible studies that we've gone through have been instrumental. And I, I think those are all really good, but honestly, it's just being in the Word, mm-hmm. just filling yourself. And even during this time, there were times before and during that I just really felt like the Lord was filling me with the Word. I can remember on a particular Wednesday night going to Judy Slaughter saying, Lord Judy, I just feel like the Lord is just pouring into me, pouring into me, pouring into me. At this time, we were going through the Psalms, and the mm-hmm. Psalm were so ministering to me. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like He was just pouring, 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 so that in those really hard times when I couldn't, I could glean on those things that I had hidden in my heart. And if I go back to years past, it's that memorizing that scripture, those scriptures that like You, Amy, have told us in previous times, those ammo scriptures Mm -hmm. have those things that you memorize that you can grab. Mm -hmm. So through this whole season, my favorite scripture, Psalms 119, 68, you are good and you do good. You are good and you do good. Even when it doesn't look like how we want it to. Nobody wants to get cancer. That's like the scariest word, you know, but that doesn't mean that God's not in it. Mm-hmm. He's still in it. He's still good. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of how, what are we going to do with
1: that? Mm-hmm. I wish if y'all could be in this little room with Rita and I right now, it just brings a smile to my face. And you're like, well, that sounds weird. You're smiling about someone talking about cancer. Mm-hmm. But what is it, Rita? Like, It is this amazing thing when you go through these rough seasons. I think for years, you know, when I think about my seasons of suffering, it was more on like an emotional level, or it was just because dealing with loss and those kinds of things for you, it was very like of a physical nature Mm -hmm. who has joy Mm -hmm. going through that. But yet you even were saying before, and maybe you can even bring up a couple of examples of just ways in which the Lord either used his word or he used a person Mm -hmm. during that season to remind you even of like, Oh no, I can have joy even through chemo. So that brings up to mind a
0: quote. I read it in Elizabeth Elliott's Suffering is Never for Nothing, but it was quoted by her name is Janet Erskine Stewart. And the quote is, Joy is not the absence of suffering, but the presence of God. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, she told me that quote, and I really, really thought about that. And it's true. It's suffering doesn't mean that we don't have joy, but it's through that suffering, that suffering we can choose, or we could not choose, but I chose to press into the Lord Mm -hmm. through that suffering and through those really, really hard times because, and you know, ultimately that's what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to get closer to Him, and there's another scripture, Psalms 119.50, this is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me light. That's exactly what it is, is it's through those afflictions that, again, in Psalms 119.60, it says, you are good and you do good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. But we can choose that or we cannot. Mm-hmm. And so that was just the one thing that I can say that the Lord was so good to me. Because through those hard times, through those difficult times of not feeling good, or I just felt like he just kept saying, you know what, just keep plugging in, keep plugging in, keep digging in, keep seeking me. Because no matter what, no matter how hard, how bad the situation seems or how bad the medical situation seems, God is still good. Even when we don't see it The way that we want
1: to see it, Mm -hmm. he's still Mm -hmm. good. I think it's this is so important for us to really hear, gals, because we live in a culture right now that is very Mm me-centered and very victim culture. It's very like if you're going through something hard, if you have lost someone or uh, job loss or an actual family member or, or your own health issues or stuff with your kiddos, all of those absolutely very difficult situations. But here, what, you know, what Rita was saying is that you've got this choice to make. You mm-hmm. really, really, your choices have not been taken away by your difficulties. Jesus, with his very own words, promised us that we would have trouble, that we would face hard times, that that part is not a mystery. You do not have to wonder if the bad day is coming, because it's coming it absolutely is but you, what do you do with that what is your choice to that you're going to have in it and it we really got to resist that temptation to become me-centered and poor me and be be the victim we can't be the victim gals we have really got to be on our guard against that mentality because it is not like which uh, Rita was saying letting God's word pour into you. It's letting you pour into you because you just feed yourself with this cycle of, you know, but, oh, but this happened to me and this happened to me. Nope. Get rid of that. And instead put the word in there and the Lord will encourage you. Like in Psalm 119 50 said that that will comfort you. Actually our words of how terrible our situation is and how nobody's going through anything as hard as me. That is not comforting. It's not comforting you. It's not comforting to anybody else, you know? So don't don't spend your time on that. So I I love because Rita's just such a very practical example of somebody that is, that's what she's done. That's what really the Lord did through her. Even times when she didn't feel like it, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I and she just wanted the word, the word. hmm So this kind of makes me think of during
0: this time, we were going through the Psalms in the summer. And so The Lord ministered to me so, so much over and over and over. And so there's this one passage, because I was thinking about this as you were talking about this. It says Psalm 63. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. Mm. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. Mm. I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when i remember you upon my bed and i meditate on you in the watches of the night for you have been my help and in the shadow of your wings i shall sing for joy my soul clings to you for your right hand upholds me mm. and so many of those places i underlined i circled because it was my choice i chose to to seek him to thirst for him. My flesh faints for you. I have looked. It's like, I wanted that. I yearned for that because he's so good. He's so good. And he will always, always meet me no matter what, even when I don't feel it. But I know, I know that he will because he said he would. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not often that, you know, sometimes we want to check ourselves on the pronouns that we're lo- focusing in on. Because yeah. sometimes we think like, oh, this is all me. I got this, you know, and yeah. all of that, which that that's no. when we need to flip that. right? But what a great Psalm to look at because we do have some things that, it is i Mm -hmm. it says i will seek you Mm -hmm. and i will make those choices and Mm -hmm. do those things Mm -hmm. and and so that but like you said that's choices that you make Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and you're going to do it or you're going to not
0: right right another scripture psalm 62 for god alone My soul waits in silence. From Him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be greatly shaken. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. O God, on God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in Him at all times, O oh people. Pour out your heart to Him. God is a refuge for us. Mm. I love that. I just love that because He is. He's my refuge. Mm-hmm. And then that, of course, makes me think of my favorite scripture, which also is very dear to me because it was my mom's favorite scripture who we just recently lost. And so this scripture is so, so dear to me. And one of those, the scriptures that we memorized when I was homeschooling my kids is Psalms 91, Mm. the whole thing. And I'm not going to read it, but, but there's one particular part here where it says, so he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. And And I can't remember what translation, but it says, His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Mm. And I can't tell you how many times during my journey, I just would repeat Psalms 91. And I had a friend who sent this to me. And instead, like where it says, you know, He who dwells in the shelter, she would say, Rita dwells in the shelter of the Most High. And Rita will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And it was just like... Put your name in there, and it's like that is where your comfort is, because you know that He is your promise. His faithful promises are your armor and protection, and again, He's the shield. That's the other thing. I can't remember if I said this, but He showed me over and over at the beginning of this that He is my shield, that He's my shield and the glory and the lifter of my head. I can't remember it. it's in the early part of Psalms, but... He would not allow anything to pass through the shield because he was my shield. Mm-hmm. And over and over, I just knew that. You know what? God, you're my shield. And so whatever comes, and at this point, I still didn't know what my outcome was going to be. I just knew that whatever it was, it was going to be okay. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm well and at the beginning of this you were talking about how you just had this peace that you had a peace that passes understanding and and i i love that you said that but what i think that's interesting is that if you finish that verse in philippians 4 7 Mm. it says and the peace of god which is what you're talking about which Mm -hmm. surpasses all understanding it says it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And when we think about how he also just gave you that image even of him being your shield, that's that guard. That's that peace that he gave you very early on that he said, this peace that I give to you is going to be a shield. And you've brought up actually several scriptures there in Mm -hmm. Psalm 91, also just talking about the shield and, and how that is really wasn't a piece of the armor for absolutely. you Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, here it is. It's Psalm 3, 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield about
0: me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, and then that made me think of Genesis 15, 1, which says, fear not, Rita, I am your shield and your very great reward. Mm-hmm. Over and over, he just showed me that. And then, of course, Psalms 91, over and over. And it was so sweet because a friend of mine, When I told her about that, she showed me the little shield emoji on my phone. And so we would text back and forth, and she says, Rita, whenever I see that the word shield in the Bible, I'll always think of you. It's just because it's such a vivid reminder that He is our shield. Mm -hmm. He will not allow things to come that He hasn't allowed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. but And I think that one of the things that I too learned through this whole journey is, do I really trust him? Mm. Do I really believe when I read a scripture, like those scriptures that that he gave me at the beginning where he says, when you pass through the waters, they will not overwhelm you. Do I really believe that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Lord, I, you said it, so I have to believe it. Mm-hmm. Now it's not easy. And, you know, we, we have to check ourselves and but i think that's one of the things that the lord was really i guess testing me on to see rita do you trust mm-hmm. me
1: do you trust me and it's like i do lord mm-hmm. Well, testing you in, in such a sweet way, because I think yeah. sometimes people hear testing in there and they have this image of thinking, you know, God's just poking at us and he's doing. But what he was doing there was he was continuing to draw you to him. Yes. And and you kept seeing that as you continue to walk through this. So, uh, you know, another thing, because you've you've mentioned to this to me, but I also want to make sure, you know, the gals listening. You were dealing with your own physical battles and going to all the doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think my temptation would have been in your situation to be, okay, I've got cancer. I'm going through a really bad deal. So, I will be home. I'm going to shut my doors. Okay, if somebody wants to call me fine, but I, you know, I'm going to be kind of shut off for a while. It's just going to be me and the Lord and and this is what we're going to do, which I'm not saying it should be you and the Lord for sure. But that was another thing that I did not that's not how I saw you walk through this. And so, it was often whenever you could be with us at Bible study or you were still pouring out to other people, even in your own time, so much so that you didn't even know that I'm over here. I hadn't even really seen you much, but the Lord was still using you and your joy going through this to minister to others. Because I think that is really a good challenge and a bit of a shot in the arm for anyone going through a current trial where they have a temptation to maybe just be like, okay, maybe the Lord will use this down the road. Maybe I'll be able to encourage someone later. And sometimes that is the situation, but sometimes it's right when you're in the middle of it. So what was that for you going through, even with other gals that you were meeting with during that time? So it
0: was interesting because from the very beginning, I felt like I was supposed to be very open about this. And I've talked to some other gals that their journey was very quiet, very, That was just what they did. But I just felt like from the beginning, I even, my husband and I talked about it at the beginning, my whole desire from this during this journey for me was to glorify the Lord. And I I guess I didn't really even think about it. It's just kind of, I don't know, maybe my personality or whatever, but I wasn't quiet about it. I let people know. And I think the biggest The most important reason is because I needed prayer. Mm -hmm. And the thing that just floored us as a family is the fact that, so I'd never really been in a situation like this to where I needed prayer. I was usually the one praying for people. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing for us as a family to see the arms and feet of Jesus Mm -hmm. because the fact that everybody knew or whoever knew and then friends told friends and like people literally would come up to me, oh, you're Rita. Oh, I've been praying for you. I'm like, I don't know you. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally there was a Wednesday night after church, we were standing there and this gal came up and she's like, oh, you're Rita. And Mike's like, how does this happen? I said, you know, this is what the body of Christ is. And this is why I felt like, I mean, I didn't want to hide it because I knew that I needed prayer. And and it was amazing to see how prayer works, guys. Prayer works. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. And I think that because of that, it made me joyful. Mm -hmm. And so that is what fueled me was just knowing that I knew that so many, I mean, not not only that at 80, but I mean, I have family all over and I had an aunt and uncle in in Los Angeles who have a church and I was on their prayer chain. And I mean, you guys, it is amazing how prayer works. And so for that reason, I think that I had no reason to be sad, Mm. but just to, and I always wanted to just bring glory to the Lord. And if it meant to, you know... I don't know, just be myself mm-hmm. through this journey. And and I think the other thing that I did learn through this journey is it has a lot to do with your attitude of, I guess, some people can be depressed and discouraged because why did this happen to me? I mean, it's not nice. It's not a fun thing to go through. But at the same time, for me, it's like I just knew because the Lord told me he had me. mm mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me think about that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, Pastor Brett, there was one sermon that he he called it, even if, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if I didn't know, was it, would I be healed? Would I have to have surgery? I mean, what kind of surgery, what is it going to look like? But I just knew that whatever comes, he had me and he is good and He will never change. Another scripture was Lamentations 3, I think it's 22 through 26. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy shall never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I mean, I just hung on to those scriptures every day, just hung on, because He is good. His steadfast love never ends. The Lord is good.
1: Regardless of our circumstances.
0: Regardless. Yeah. Do we believe that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Do we believe that? Yeah. Uh, You know, it's such a good word, too, for us and a reminder. There's still a lot of folks that are, whether they're using the excuse of like, oh, our church is too big, so I don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Or they're maybe still very comfortable with church on the couch and when they have an option for it to not be. So I'm not talking to those that for some reason actually really need to be, but there are some that just need to get back in church, mm-hmm. need to get back in fellowship with other believers. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's it is so great to see that you got to experience really what that felt like. And here's the thing, when we think about things that you can prep for the waters that are coming. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether you're in the hard moment or you're just prepping for that moment, part of that preparation can be in, are you in fellowship with other believers? It's really, really important. And I just, I, you know, I know people in all stages of life, younger kiddos, older elderly seniors you know maybe empty nesters and then everything in between you can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm not coming up with a season of life where you don't need, can still need the fellowship of other believers it, it it it's not like that circle has to be huge all the time But boy, do we sure need it. We do. We do. That
0: fellowship, that prayer, prayer. I mean, it's like, I can't tell you how much, and we physically felt those prayers Mm. walking us through. And like I said, I'm so thankful because I'm on the other side now, and God did choose to heal me, and He used, I say that He used prayer and medicine, mm-hmm. because he did. He healed me, praise the Lord, but I, I have never felt the power of prayer the way I did mm-hmm. through this journey. And, and because of that, it also has made such an impact on all of us as a family that when you say you're going to pray for somebody, oh, do it. Pray. Don't just yeah. say it, because it's easy to say, oh, I'll pray for you, but do it because it is effective. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's absolutely vital to be connected. And like Amy said, it doesn't have to be a lot of people, but it's amazing how you'll share with somebody and then your friend is going to say, well, I have a friend that needs prayer. And then it just, it's like literally the hands and feet of the Lord and how they work. And, and it works.
1: You know, we are just coming off of you know, this last year getting to go through the prayer study as gals. And I have told my team often that that study just kind of felt like a big hug. It just was, I. I really loved getting to do th- that study and I think I'm spoiled, I feel like. I feel like getting to teach that side of it to gals just to get to rehearse the scriptures in my own mind, bringing it to theirs. I mean, it is just it's just nothing but joy. But getting to see in particular the way the gals would come around after stick around afterwards mm-hmm. and pray in groups. That's not something I have seen our gals do as much in the past and yes, I was encouraging him to do so, but I can't make them, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was actually during that season when you were kind of going through that. I am sure your name was lifted up many, many times yeah. in that room, yeah. as were so many other gals and the and the things that they were going through being brought together. And I just feel like man, in these days, we need to be gals who pray. Yes, yes we yes. need to be in the word and we need to be gals that take prayer seriously, that we want to spend time with the Lord. And and mm-hmm. if you did not go through the prayer study with us and maybe prayer intimidates you, mm-hmm. let, just get that out of your brain. Right. You got to get that out of your brain because it's a conversation with the Lord. Yeah. I love the quote we we talked about in the study, but it, it prayer should not be formal, but it doesn't have to be formless either. Right. You know, there can be, but you're just not going to do it wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just start mm-hmm. praying and mm-hmm. talking to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, How amazing that we get to do that even, you know, I I wonder sometimes, do we even just think about that part, that the fact that the God of creation who,
0: who spoke everything into existence, we get to talk to him Mm -hmm. and have communication with him and the Holy Spirit will speak through, you know, to us and through, through the word. And it's amazing to think that we have this privilege Mm -hmm. to talk to the Lord and he listens, he and it made me think of a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you know, Pat, we're going through Luke right now, and Pastor Brett was talking about prayer, mm-hmm. and you, nobody cares
1: how if, you pray. how you pray. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: it's just a matter of praying, and it's about talking, it's about communicating, and. Having the right heart, mm-hmm. you know, towards the Lord. And so we shouldn't be intimidated mm-hmm. and we shouldn't worry about what people say because he even said some of those sweetest prayers are of people who, quote unquote, don't know how to pray. Right, because right. that's coming from your heart yeah. and that's what the Lord wants. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we have talked about what it looks like to have answered prayer. Yes. So for you, as you've already said, and if you missed that part, mm-hmm. you had an amazing experience at the end. So right. Right. go ahead and tell us like how things turn out. You're cancer free now. I am, praise the Lord. Yes. I had four
0: chemo treatments and the chemo, after my fourth treatment, it was the cancer was gone. Praise the Lord! We were we were like singing praises. We were jumping up and down. I mean, it was it was amazing. I ended up still having surgery, but everything came back clean, and i was so so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. That that that's how the Lord chose to heal me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But sometimes that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so I'm very very thankful that that's how the Lord chose to heal me.
1: But if you think about it, all the prayers, the hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of prayers that were prayed from the moment that you know you got the word of, this is what your next year is going to look like, uh-huh. to the end, prayer is not necessarily just that great news that you got. Right. I mean, think of all of the prayer in between that, that was bringing you closer to the Lord, yes. that was comforting you in yes. times that you needed comfort. Oh, yes. Those were all equally huge answers to prayer. Yes. And I, I think we need to sometimes be reminded and be encouraged that the way that prayer is answered is not always just in into the grand finale, the great, like, yes, this right. is how it worked out. Mm-hmm. We could also think about, especially if it's a health issue, we're so thrilled that the Lord physically healed you here and now, but we know our ultimate healing is the greater healing, right. if you will, is actually when we get to be with the Lord. Yes. So... It isn't to say that if the answer that we receive is not the one that we wanted, that it was any less of an answer. Exactly, exactly. I think about praying
0: for my mom. My mom suffered chronic pain Mm. for 15, 20 years. And how we prayed, Lord, why, why? Mm. We didn't understand, you know? And it's like, why did she have to go through that? We won't understand until we see him. You know, she is no longer in pain. Praise the Lord. She went to be with the Lord just very recently. But she did have to go through that. Mm-hmm. And so for 15 years, that prayer was answered
1: In different ways. In
0: different ways. Yeah. You know, and we got to spend time with her and glean from her. She was a prayer warrior and she poured into us during, of course, my whole life. But Mm. yeah. And so that was a hard time. That was really hard. And even with my dad, when he was still alive and, and they both went through some really hard things Mm -hmm. and it's like, why, why, why? I don't know, but God is still good. And she would always say, nope, nope. God is still good. God is still good, even though I'm struggling, even though it's hard and painful, God is still good. Mm -hmm. And it's through those times
1: that it's really important to do we believe that, Mm -hmm. That's a It's a really great word from the scriptures to remind yourself that of his goodness. And even when you don't feel it mm-hmm. and let, and I will even say, like, say it out loud, mm-hmm. say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Let your kids hear you say it. Let your husband hear you say it. Let your friends hear you say it. And I would say, and I don't even think it's fake to say, like, what if you don't really feel it that day? Mm-hmm. Your feelings are not those aren't the things you want to lead with, right? We can lead with God's word and God's word says that he is good and he does good. So lead with that. Mm-hmm. And even if that day is, is harder for all the rest of you to catch up to God's truth, it's still true. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it is one of those things that does come back to that choice that you have. And it, and it's mm-hmm. going to, it's going to have a giant impact on how you face the trial that yes. you're in.
0: Yes, absolutely. absolutely. This make what you said is it made me think of a friend shared with me a long time ago. She said, actions first, feelings will follow, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is interesting, yeah, because, like you said, sometimes we, even though we don't feel that, yeah, but, you know, God is good. yeah, we just need to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. so that I mean, because there's times where it's like this is really hard. and and I don't understand why. Fill in the blank. Right, but God is still good. Yeah, I keep saying that, and I keep saying that. And actions first, feelings will follow. Yeah. You know, and so
1: God is good. That's yes. all I know. As we kind of you know wrap up here, I want to ask you a couple questions because, like I said, there's going to be folks that are right in the middle of this right now, and then there's going to be people that maybe aren't there yet, or there's maybe that people that have some of this in their rearview mirror. What would be your encouragement maybe to each of those groups, the group that's not there yet? Mm -hmm. How do you prepare? You prepare by spending
0: time in the word, Mm -hmm. spend time in the word, spend time in prayer, really seeking the Lord. Lord, give me what is specifically for me. One of the things that I've shared through this journey with a lot of people is have Amy says, "This have ammo scriptures, which
1: I got it from Brett. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been repeating the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those just you stay in the word, stay in the word, stay in the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going in it, that part—I have a feeling you're going to say that part's going to continue. It will what absolutely. Would, but what encouragement would you give to the gals that are just really in the water at the moment? So something that was very, very uh, valuable to me is
0: my attitude." Mm. I remember my doctor saying to me, You have a real positive attitude, and that's going to take you far mm-hmm. because you have a good outlook. You have a good support system. You have, when I, and I just flat out told her, I said, I have the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I have a good outlook. And so that it's, it's having a positive attitude mm-hmm. is really important and not being, I don't know. And I think that this is really a sensitive issue, too, because, it, I mean, everyone approaches things differently, and I get that, and I want to be sensitive, but not to feel like the victim. Mm-hmm. Why me? Why mm-hmm. do I have to have this? You know, I mean, just a statistic, one in four women get breast cancer. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of daunting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why me? Well, you know what? The Lord allowed it. Yeah he let that go through the shield. So Lord, what are you going to teach me through this? That's Mm -hmm. the thing. What can I learn and how much closer can I draw to you?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. And then what about for the gals that maybe they weren't even believers back when they walked through something like this? What can it look like for those that maybe have had some trial and things? What can they do with that now? Well, I
0: think that if you weren't a believer back then and you are now, you can look and see what did the Lord do for you? Mm-hmm. And then through that, how can you share with others? Mm-hmm. Because that is so important to be able to share that what you've gone through with others, which makes me think of that
1: scripture in Second Corinthians it's 1-4, and it says, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that right. we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the exactly. comfort with which we were comforted by God. Exactly,
0: and that is why we go through things, I mean, at least I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can understand, I get what you're going through, mm-hmm. let me come alongside you and tell you what happened with me and how I, what the Lord showed
1: me, but I love that
0: scripture so much.
1: I love yeah. it. beginning in it and at the end. Absolutely. You see the Lord each time, you Absolutely, see His word in each one of those. That's the only reason I came through the way mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, Rita, thank you so much for sharing with all of us. And just for me personally, what a blessing it's been to just truly see a sister in the Lord that just has joy, even in the trial, even in the difficult things. I'm just so thankful. So thank you for doing this with us today.
0: Thank you for having mm. me. It's been quite an honor. Thank mm. you so much, Amy. I love it.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at com.